Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Marketing in 2020 has been a wild ride. There's been some ups, some downs, some backs, some forwards. Plans were drawn up, torn apart, reworked, and then scrapped. Some marketing teams have thrived. Some have ultimately fallen. So, with new lockdowns being announced, politics heating up, an economy slowing, speeding up, and slowing again, what does a marketing strategy in 2021 look like? I'm Joe Glover. I'm the founder of The Marketing Meetup. It's a community of 14,000 marketers around the UK and established very much on the basis of looking after each other and uh, just looking at marketing in, in a way where the humans come first. I'm Richard Wood. I run the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around about 18 years now and I'm a massive believer in that people should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating people as leads and numbers in a spreadsheet anymore. Marketing strategies for me have always been about what stays the same. But of course, in 2021, there'll be some trends that take over the world. So how do you write a strategy that provides a rock solid foundation for the future, while also preparing yourself for whatever comes your way over the course of the year? So Joe, what are you doing with Marketing Meetup to survive 2021? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's funny actually, because I, I, I'm yet to go through uh, a proper strategy exercise for next year. Um, You're a real business now. You should probably think about that. Uh, we should probably should. And actually, maybe this is quite systemic of, of a lot of folks where, you know, I've got a few projects that I'm working on at the moment. You know, Fingers so, in pies. Fingers in pies, you know, in all sorts of ways. You know, so next month is a rebrand. The month after is launching the membership. And then the month after I have a kid. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And with all that, you know, like my head's very much like in a head, heads down mode. And I've never actually took the time to sort of step back and sort of think, okay, what's going to be the strategy for the next year? You know, what's going to be the things that's sort of where we want to go? How, how are we going to take it in all these different directions? So See, the, the age old dilemma of working on the business rather than in the business. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I thought what no. happened to your, you and James take your, your retreats and go and think about what's going well, we, on with the business yeah i mean we did do that you're right um and and there was a lot of that that came out of it but it was probably more five-year planning than it was like next year planning in well sense. you can throw those fucking plans out the window <laughs> <laughs> we actually did that sort of it was just like in that gap it was in the summer gap between uh between lockdown and oh and the today. plateau yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Fair. but you're right actually when, when i think about it so in those five years maybe i can so you know what I am terrified of speaking about barefaced ambition. Like, I, it's very, very uncomfortable for me to sort of say, I want to do well. And um, I would never want to make you feel uncomfortable, Joe. But <laughs> <laughs> what is that barefaced ambition? Well, like, so I've, speak, I've spoken about it in two terms. So, and actually, 
it's a life it's a life thing so we might be going a bit off piste here um but there's a life thing there's a personal thing and then there's a business thing so the life thing is that i get my kicks from helping people and really you know the number one thing that i want to achieve in life is is legacy so i want people to meet me and and sort of come away from that interaction and say you know what i'm a little bit kinder because i've i've interacted with joe and i know that sounds like a kind of there's almost an arrogance in that as well. So like I, I struggle with that a little bit, but ultimately I want my actions to mean that other people are kinder to each other. So that's, that's the life ambition that I have. Um, on a personal level, on a professional level, I've kind of got a couple of things. So the first is that I've never, ever had a, a professional goal, really. I've, I've always done things in the moment. Um, and I was speaking about this with my wife. And we got to a place which was um, more of a bet than the goal, which was that if I have a million pounds in the bank by the time I'm 37, uh, which is eight and a half years time, then uh, I'm allowed unlimited dogs, <laughs> which is stupid. But like as a as a sort of like direction, then suddenly it gave me something to work towards. And even though it was a stupid bet, it was like, you know what? That actually sounds like something like- 100, 125 grand a year, 10 yeah. grand a month. You break it down into chunks, it's doable. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I mean, obviously, that's an incredible amount of money and stuff like that, but it's it's, it's not not like anyone hasn't done it before. How is your OnlyFans account? <laughs> Bare. <laughs> In more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, and then, so when I, when I come down to the marketing meetup, then I kind of see like business in a sense as as a vehicle for uh creating that that long-term vision um you know how can i spread kindness into the world while also being professionally successful enough that i'm able to fulfill a lifestyle that i'd like as well and, and in that sense then the marketing meetup uh does a couple of things uh in the long term we make enough uh generate enough revenue that we're able to help people through our actions, through our business and, and be very purpose-led. Um, it provides a lifestyle that works for us. Um, but, you know, more than anything, it is sort of that, that kindness angle, you know, sort of is, is really, really strong in, in, in what we do. So coming back to your original question, I guess the way that I would start thinking about building a strategy for 2021 is thinking about that five-year goal and, and sort of saying, well, you know, you want to, you know, you want to be helping people. So, what are the baby steps that are going to get you in between then and now? Um, which is an exercise that maybe we can take over the course of this session. But I am also interested to hear about you because you run like a proper business and stuff. Mate, I run a marketing agency. I wouldn't say that's a proper business. <laughs> <laughs> so My, how, like, how sorry. are you approaching it, and what, what is it? What, what, what are you sort of thinking? Well, so we. 20, 2021. So we're actually, funnily enough, we've actually just had our um, quarterly business review. So over the last um, six months, we've actually got into the the routine of every quarter, the leadership team coming out of the business. And uh, the first one we ran, we did a day out of the business. And the second one we did, we actually did two days. Um, and a lot of that is like retrospect. So what have we achieved over the last three months? Although we're aware of those numbers and we, we track all that stuff at the beginning and um, we bring issues to the table from over the last three months. And then the next day, it was very much about solving the issues, but also planning for the future. So we were looking at, so we have, um, uh, quarterly targets 
annual right, quarterly growth ambitions, uh, annual growth ambitions. So like three, 12, three years, and then five years. And we don't do anything past five years. I'm a I'm a believer in anything anything past three years is complete bullshit anyway. Yeah. Like it's 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 aspiration. There's no real like cadence to it. It gives you direction, it might give you some momentum and something to focus on. But I think like if if twenty twenty has taught us anything is that plans plans are gonna change pretty quickly. So like so we we very much focus on a year out and three years out. And we look at like what are the things we want to achieve in that space? Okay, how are we gonna to get to them? What do we need to be um, putting into place? And funnily enough, one of the things that I took to that QBR as my my plans and goals is that I want to set a fire a set a match to uh, all of our marketing. Like mm-hmm. it's it's um I think systemic to the fact that um i look at it day in day out and i am like a magpie i chase shiny things and i get bored very very easily but it's i I just i'm over five years we have taken on new tech new processes we got better at what we do and six and flow was always the last one in the pile so it's always client work first and then you you look at your own stuff and the busier you get the more that stuff gets pushed to the background and we would steal bits of time here and there work late some nights just to cobble some stuff together so i i'd be i'm i'm pretty sure that somewhere on my website somebody can download a guide from five years ago that takes you through some sort of awful automation just because we've never really gone through it and so we're gonna we're gonna tear it all down and rebuild it. And so I went to that QBR saying, "Here's what I want to do. Here's why I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to agree with me." That obviously it was more of a discussion than just you guys will agree with me. But um, <laughs> you just hire a bunch of yes people. We all yeah, yeah, cognitive diversity. As long as you all think the same as me. Um, <laughs> but it was um, yeah, and 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 like I kind of made my case for it, and they like pushed back on certain areas, like rightfully. Um, some of it around timings and because um, I'm very like I, if I if I make my mind up and want something, I will like all out do it and try and deliver it then and there. And they were like, okay, so now you actually have to follow the processes. And actually one of the the leadership kind of um, team building things was like, we all had to like level a criticism, like round table, like here's something that we would like to see you do less. Here's something we'd like to see you do more. And they all unanimously said they would like to see me follow processes more. So like I, I am all out process now. That's, that's my middle name. Um, actually, my middle name is Tempest, which actually means violent storm, which is the opposite to process. But anyway, um, what a juxtaposition, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's in a turmoil, Joe. Um, so, like, but um, we went through that process, and like I said, here's what I want to do. Here's why I want to do it, and like, give me the budget and time to do it. And we've we've started that. And um, so last week we actually had our workshop to start going through it, and we've we've in that said, okay what do we need to target what are we trying to get to and for us ultimately that comes down to um two main things so our marketing is trying to achieve two things one is um we obviously we need to feed the sales teams so we need opportunities to come out of our marketing and like notice i didn't say leads or mqls like it is opportunities i want my marketing team to deliver opportunities to the sales guys like put the ball on their toes basically and that's the first thing. So we need to have that demand coming through. And the other is brand. So I have this lofty ambition and I'm trying to articulate it. And 
part of what I've done over the last six months is internally try to articulate what I'm talking about. But we want to position ourselves as um, we want to shift away from that agency mentality and start to think about ourselves more as a brand. So like actually consider ourselves as being a brand rather than somebody who, uh, an entity that is delivering other people's visions and brands. And that's starting to happen. And part of that as well, and this this comes back into my psyche and like the way that we've always tried to run the agency is very much uh, like as we grow, I want us to be, be, I want us to think of ourselves as the challenger brand, even when we become the incumbent. And by that, I mean, I don't want us to get fat and lazy and then somebody come up behind us and take, take where we've gotten to away from us. So that mentality is what we're trying to like thread back into it. And I don't mean we are always the challenger brand. Like I feel like the, the more upmarket we move in terms of our client base and kind of uh, the bigger we become as an agency, sometimes being the challenger brand will be a negative because we need to have that um, exposure or foundation or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want us to have that mentality of a challenger brand. Like, what is the what is the new and cool thing that's happening? How can we push ourselves to be better? And that so they're the entities that are coming through in our marketing and our plans in twenty twenty one. That's interesting. So, to what extent does your three year plan inform your one year plan, uh, or vice versa? And does your three year plan change every year, or is it? Th- it changes quarterly. So our so those QBRs, every one of those QBRs, we review our five-year plan, our three-year plan, our one-year plan, and then what we're doing over the next quarter. So the way that we review it is we look we look out, so as far as we can out, and we go, okay, where do we want to get to in that time frame? Okay, what is our revenue supposed to look like? What is our profit margins going to look like? What's our headcount going to be? Now, headcount... Headcount, again, is like one that quite often, particularly in agency land, we talk about, okay, headcount, we need to grow to this point in headcount. And it's actually a really stupid number to be like focused mm. on because, yes, be aware of where it could get to, but also you need to know that that if you get more efficient at delivering your services or you change your services, it will change the headcount. Um, so we we target like profit per head, um, sorry, revenue per head, stats like that. Nice. Um and we kind of try and um, pull it back from there. But to answer your question, we will, yes, we'll revisit the five year, but not not really. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a lofty um, ambition piece, like what regions do we want to be in? What's our turnover? Then uh, year three, it's okay, like digging further into stuff and like, okay, we want to be at this point in the rankings and like shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then the one year is much more, um, okay, what are the numbers? What are the opportunities? Like all of that kind of stuff, like filtering back into it. That's really interesting. So actually a, a concept of, you know, so the exercise that I've done previously, probably, you know, systemic of me being a solo marketer in, in smaller companies was like almost a yearly sort of strategy sort of refresh but actually it sounds like you're doing it far more dynamically you know on a far more regular basis and do do you have any sort of semblance of an annual plan where you sort of like i mean maybe even the retreat is an example but you even do those quarterly don't you yep that's a quarterly so we do those quarterly and then we have a larger format one every six months and then uh, which is company-wide. So the, the leadership team is quarterly and then company-wide every six months um, where we we tell everybody where we're up to against the, the goals and targets that we set out. And then we tell them what we're planning for the next six months as well. Um, and that's that's very much like a, an opportunity to like celebrate as well. So yeah. I think the other thing that marketing agencies don't do very well 
is internally celebrate. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Like we're all externally shouting about how good we are. We're a fucking marketing agency, of course. Yeah. We do. <laughs> but like internally, we don't often take stock. And you and I talked about this on like one of the episodes we did, like in the height of lockdown, which you know is about to happen again. Great. Yeah, um, but um, is like actually taking stock of what we've achieved and how how good we are doing for for where we are and the the climate we find ourselves in and so that's that's one of those um um that's what we do and what uh, that kind of six monthly space as well interesting that that's really interesting it just strike me as a, a lot, lot better way to do it as well you know because... well, it makes it dynamic like like you said it makes it dynamic and that's so every quarter we review those like we the aim is to get to those like the one year and three year targets obviously we set those out we want to achieve those but if you get through the a quarter and you've realized that you are i don't know 50 percent in front of where you were supposed to be or 50 percent behind where you're supposed to be that is ultimately going to shift some of the stuff that you are doing so i'm not saying you should have fluid targets but you mm. should definitely have the ability to adjust based on what's going around and if we didn't have that um so we finished um so our financial year finished in june so we run july june in our financial year we finished 13 percent behind where we wanted to like what we'd planned out in 2019 in july what we'd planned out for the year not knowing that covid was coming like what we'd planned out we finished 13 percent behind that which means that we've then had to slightly adjust what we're doing in the following years because we wanted to make sure that what we're doing is achievable and don't get me wrong like we feel like we could sell to catch that up but what i can't do is grow the team in a sustainable way like because it's very important to make sure that as we grow the business we grow the sale we grow the marketing which grows the sales which means it grows what has to be delivered and if we start to falter at that back end piece and we deliver shitty work for clients it fucks the bit at the beginning as well because then people start telling people that we can't deliver that work it ruins the marketing ruins the sales and it starts to perpetuate through the business so that's that's why like as a business you have to every like for me personally i would suggest that every three months have a look at where you are pat yourselves on the back and then go actually do we need to shift things around a little bit because this is too easy or too hard over the last three months and we're seeing different patterns that come through i mean fuck in what three days potentially we will know who the new president is which will Mm. have global ramifications for um economies amongst other things um and like so that will change stuff again covid we're all going into lockdown again i think when we came out of the last lockdown we were all like okay great that was really shitty but at least we don't have to do that again now we're facing going into so this quarter we we are now going into another lockdown thankfully like my business and where your business is now lockdown won't have a direct effect on that initially like i mean as it starts to damage the economy who knows what happens but initially it shouldn't but that should for a lot of business it'll change the way that they target and market and like that's why you have to stay on your toes now we're going to take a little pause and just shout out our main sponsor AdRoll is a growth marketing platform that believes every e-commerce brand deserves a fair shot at success and gives those brands the insight, capabilities, and guidance to keep growing. So check them out on AdRoll.com. 100%. So when you when you speak about the shifts that you go through, so I guess there's, there's two thoughts that run through my mind. I'd, I'd be interested to know how large the shifts are that you go through every three months, You know whether it's a fundamental change to your strategy or not. And the reason why I'm thinking about that is that in marketing today you know there is a there's a general attitude particularly when it comes to agencies 
of you know short 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 termism you know between sort of clients and agencies you know they want results like that and stuff like that but sometimes you know perhaps to speak from personal experience i don't think my business would be what it was unless i took the time to let certain things breathe you know and certain momentum grow over the course of a year or two years or whatever it is so to what extent do you kind of like make big shifts in your strategy every three months and then secondly um how do you allow for um a strategy to sort of allow itself to to sort of breathe out in terms of the tactics that you execute off the back of that um, so i i would say definitely internally um and possibly externally i have a reputation for being pretty quick to react and fairly impatient so once i make a decision i want it to start happening yeah. um and i get i start to get really frustrated um i'm pretty good at internalizing those frustrations now um <laughs> as in like I, I can sit here and kind of try and keep myself busy with other stuff but <clears throat> i would say in in those meetings uh, in our quarterly reviews it's very rare that we'll make a fundamental shift to strategy at that point mm. what will happen is within that three months, we may have an opportunity or a threat may have come um, through the business that, okay, actually we need to make a, a shift now to react to that and that will have um, repercussions for the overall strategy. So like one that we've had recently is the opportunity to grow faster into a region that we had earmarked for later down the line. So that's something that had to be brought to the QBR. Then with our marketing, it's like, in the quarter so that wasn't an annual planning thing so this is like we were planning for the second quarter um and i've brought together that brought forward i want to bin all of our marketing mm-hmm. now <laughs> which is a fairly fundamental shift yeah. um and but that that won't now change again strategically we're building out the strategy for that so our, the decision we made at that point was to build the strategy the strategy will then be a 12-month strategy with um a 12-month roadmap with quarterly sprints within that that are then built up but that at a leadership level we're not then going to be making i, I am i don't get me wrong i also sit on the marketing side but at a leadership level now that we've taken the decision to put the investment and time into that that then drops down to the marketing, well, we call it our growth team, which is sales and marketing. That then drops down to the growth marketing where we can then make decisions around that at a much more rapid pace, but we will have an overall strategy that has been defined. So I would say we probably make a big shift in strategy once every six months, not necessarily, not marketing every six months, but there will be something across the business that is a big shift every six months. Um, I would say that is probably fairly accurate and but covid and everything else i i mean fuck i wouldn't be surprised if in 2021 we're making snap snap decisions in line with the overall strategy but Mm -hmm. snap decisions on a monthly basis to keep us aligned with the overall strategy that's really interesting and actually that that moves the concept of uh, a strategy into something that actually becomes almost tiered and and sort of operating at, at different i've almost got like a you know how like a, a brick pattern in mind yeah, you know yeah. it's not just like one thing it's like several layers of things all sort of moving and shifting at the same time which again is an evolution in my thinking i think that's really really smart and really interesting actually so it's cool well, don't get me wrong i'm not like super clever or anything like that no, but no. but the um that's a fairly recent shift so we brought in um the eos model within our bo- uh, business which is pretty um ubiquitous 
the yeah. Entrepreneur's Operating System. Um, Gino Wickman, I think the dude's name is. The, um, the book's called Traction. It is dry as fuck and really boring to read, but a really good um, like process to bring into your business. Um, and most agencies, particularly in the space that we work, use that as a platform. Um, but that having those like levels of um, who's looking after what is a big part of what we brought back through in that. So yeah, that that's a I would say that's something that's been in our business for about twelve months now. Okay, that's really interesting. Ah, you know, I mean, I really really like this. Okay, so um, you know, that's really interesting from a strategic point of view, and and I guess you know you look a little bit like mystic meg so uh let's let's sort of speak about <laughs> i wonder where you're going with that <laughs> <laughs> let's speak about trends so you know trends for 2021 um yep. you know inevitably i think to your point there's going to be an inevitability about us having to shift stuff probably more regularly than we've ever been used to um particularly next year so what do you expect to be coming in 2021? I've been so, trying to elongate the answers to give you some some thinking time. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what I would like to see? I don't know if it's going to be a trend, but what I would like to see, and this is one of my big bugbears with our own marketing. So our our own social media as a brand is fucking wank. Like it is. It is like literally. We write some content. <laughs> yeah. social media right now. We um. But but I think like this is an internal conversation that we have as well. Like it, I I don't think anybody could hand on heart hold their hand up and go, yeah, we're nailing this this social bit because it's not. We do what every other fucking B two B brand does on the planet, where we repurpose our content and occasionally we like and like engage with like other like HubSpot or Drift and stuff like that. And like who who wants to see any of that shit? I don't follow social media to see a brand pump out like their content or any of that like that's not why i use social so why are we expecting that to work so one of the things that i would like to see is a humanizing of the brand content like that it it has to happen like mm -hmm. either humanize the brand content or at least get the fuck out of the way of the people who are in your business so that they can humanize your social presence so like and you and i are well versed in this because both of us have pretty good exposure across social media as individuals and we we to a certain extent carry the brands that we work for and are part of and run mm -hmm. and i think brands either need to like get better at humanizing that content and bringing those those um, brand values out through their own social or at least empowering the people within their business to do that better so that's the first thing i'd like to see and on the same thing and again this is something that we've historically not done that well across our own website so we are all about like i mean fuck you and i are speaking on a, a podcast that we run that is called uh, like it's all about putting the humans first but yeah. you look at my website there is pretty limited images of people anywhere on the site like you've got some like we've got video ton of video content um some case studies stuff like that but there's imagery wise fucking none you you actually have to dig to find like team members stuff like that mm -hmm. and i think people in 2021 especially because the world is a fucking mess mm -hmm. people will buy from people it is all about relationships it is all about the conversations you are having and you mm. don't typically have a conversation with a brand you have a conversation with the people behind the brand yeah. and that's why in like one of our big focuses in our marketing rework is bring our team to the fore like actually get them in the front like in the front get them to the front of the queue so that the people who are going to potentially buy our services 
are going to see more of the people that they're going to work with at the end. So that's those two things, like humanizing our social and getting out of the way of the people who are within the business and humanizing our like web content with more people, more imagery and that kind of stuff to the the bigger plays that we're going to make across uh, 21. Nice. That's really interesting. I, I think, you know, it, it's, it's super spot on as well. You know, you, you only need to look at, you know, our favorite platform probably is LinkedIn. Is yours? Is yours LinkedIn or Twitter? Yeah, I, I say LinkedIn. I, I it depends. I go to, I go to LinkedIn probably to troll people and <laughs> and like I, sorry, I go to Twitter to troll and LinkedIn yeah. for work. Well, that's it. But you know, so LinkedIn is just an upside down social media network in in, in the sense that the reach is ridiculous. So on my thing, I've got twelve thousand seven hundred and fifty followers. Yesterday, I posted and got. 34,126 views on, on, on that one piece of content. And, you know, if you think about replicating that across Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, you just don't get that same exposure, you know, and, and the lesson here is that I posted it from my personal profile. Um, so, you know, it was, it was about me. I sort of, um, I shared a personal experience. So um, it was about having a really, really, crappy saturday morning um where you know anxiety was high and stuff like that and and you know people resonated and it was a useful exercise and it wasn't so if i if i was to donate a, a trend to this to this conversation it would be one of speed um so one of the things that happened i was watching a video a, a couple of days ago and they were speaking about trends of the of the you know 70s 80s 90s noughties and 10s and they were saying that the 2010s didn't really have a discernible trend in the same way as the 70s did you know in the 70s you think of like the summer of love and, and stuff like that but in the 2010s we didn't have the same because everything moved so quick um you know so social media would bring through a trend you know like the harlem shake or whatever it'll be there and gone in a month you know, and, and, and then, you know, it'll be the ice bucket challenge and then it will be all sorts of things. And we've got all these subcultures and, and uh, information that is suddenly available to us. So it means that there isn't any one trend at any one point that is pervasive across humankind, with the exception of coronavirus, which has been a uniting factor. So I'd send, say that next year we're going to be speaking about speed as in speed of reaction, speed of um of content coming out and, and, and speed of relevancy as well. You know, you have to keep up in a sense. So um, well, that, that speed point. So like when we did our, our episode around talking about like, what are the things we learned over the last, over like lockdown and COVID and all that. And like my biggest takeaway from that, like over the last eight months now is the need for speed. It is very much <laughs> shit. Um, but it's like that that need to have um, like speed in your action is very much a gun. <laughs> um, uh, that that need for speed is like it, it's key to businesses now like we have to be able to react as like quickly because like you're saying you will lose relevance or at the very like very least you lose momentum or the opportunity so it's important to make sure that you're you're kind of acting quickly in that space have you do you ever sp play sport yeah Joe? into my football did you ever like when you're doing coaching do you ever have to do uh like a saq session so speed agility quickness so that it used to scare the shit out of me whenever the coach was like what are you going to do saqs because it's it is basically like just running you into the ground like shuttles like all that kind of shit yeah. and it but 
it got me thinking like actually the thing that are going to drive successful businesses over the next 12 24 months is is speed agility and quickness like making sure that we can duck and dive and maneuver as quickly as possible to make sure that we are capitalizing on the opportunities we have and avoiding the threats that are going to come like thick and fast i think there's an important point here which is i think you know the language that you used there was really interesting about capitalizing on the opportunities that exist yeah and i think you know that it's not a secret that the world is like hurting at the moment and stuff like that and i think there'll be some folks who sort of almost feel guilty for having a commercial agenda behind operating over the next year and stuff like that um i just don't think people can have that though you know i mean first of all you know at the end of the day we all need jobs you know that, yep. that's that's one thing but secondly you know people have asked me over the course of the past you know six twelve months should i stop marketing I'm like, no, you know, that doesn't make any sense because, you know, at the end of the day, particularly, you know, with, with the mindset about marketing, which I, I have, you know, which is um, marketing is a problem solved. It's, it's solving the needs of the customer. So right now there's a whole lot of people out there who have problems in their life. Um, and all we're doing is communicating a solution to a problem that someone has. And in that sense, marketing done well, and marketing strategy done well, and marketing tactics done well, they're all just solving a problem for someone. They're, they're improving someone's life. So, you know, when it comes to putting together a marketing strategy for 2021, you know, it's like, you know, what can we do to improve the lives of our customers? You know, and, and that will be the most effective tactic that we have or strategy at any one point. It's identify their pain, solve the solution, communicate it as poss- as well as you can. And, and there you are, you know, that's, that's your marketing strategy. <laughs> I mean, fuck Joe, you're, uh, your entire purpose for being in business is to make everybody kinder i think i think mm. you'll be all right yeah well you hope so yeah yeah i mean you, you do hope so but well yeah. but yeah you're right like so if you look at my agency like and and i think the the golden rule is like yes you have to market and yes you should still try and grow your business and no you shouldn't have to apologize for it but at the same time don't be a fucking dickhead about it. So our very first episode was all about the basis, like don't use like a pandemic as your trigger for marketing. And that's like shit like that stands true. And like, even now, like don't fucking do it. And I'm still getting emails like that. But I think as long as you, you aren't being a dickhead about it, you aren't like, if, I think if you're, as long as you're pointing out like the the good th- side to it rather than the negative side, so you're not actually saying like "Look how good I'm doing, look how every- bad everybody else is doing" type stuff, then I don't think there's any any um, issue with it. And if you look at um, so like my business and like you're saying, my business uh, like every other business has to survive because it's not just about me. It's about the 20 people that we employ, not just in the UK but um, Canada and everywhere else. And it's just like there is there is an element to it that as long as it doesn't come across feeling crass then mm. there shouldn't be any issue with it like so you and i um had a um a mutual acquaintance who's just started his own um pr business and mm. he's he's doing great and like he's got loads of stuff that is going really well for him but he and I, and I think you had the same conversation with him, is that uh, like he didn't want to be shouting about how good he's doing, but he actually runs a PR agency. Like I run a marketing agency. People buy from us because they want to replicate what we are doing or or the effect that we are having in the market. That's typically one of the conversations that people have with us. They want to buy our marketing or sales process. Mm. And if we are not telling people how well we are doing or like what is going on for us in the market 
then people are less likely to consider us as a, a like a successful agency. So it's part of our marketing strategy and like overall um, route to market that we have to be doing stuff like that. Now, like I think there are points in time when, yeah, you have to ease off the market, pause it and just take stock of like what's going on around the world. But I don't think now is one of those. No, I agree. You know, I, no, at the beginning of the first lockdown, it, it did feel different in that way. And I, I think, you know, going back to your point, you, you just don't need to be a dick about it. I think you can, you can realize that lots of people are in lots of different places right now in their heads and, and be as sensitive as you can be to them. But if you're doing things which help people who are in the right headspace, then, then all of a sudden, you know, they're benefiting, you're benefiting the 20 people you employ, the, the hundred people they employ, you know, everyone benefits, you know, at the end of the day. That was what I always used to think as a marketing manager. You know, I, I, I used to sit there and I used to think if I can do something which means that the person I'm interacting with has like a little fist bump at their, at their desk for something which they feel really proud of, then, you know, I, that, that's, that's a good thing. And ultimately, whether they've paid for our services or not, you know, that's, that's, you know, us doing our job, right? So in, uh, so reworking our marketing strategy last week, one of the questions we asked ourselves, so one of our personas that we target, one, we we then talk about like, what are the challenges that persona has and how can we help them? And Mm -hmm. like our kind of overarching goal for that persona is to make them feel like a rock star. Like we are trying to empower them in their role. So internally we make them look good. And that's, Mm -hmm. That is, that is what our role is. So if we work with an internal marketer, our job is to be the extension of them so that when they are going to their boss or mm-hmm. their boss's boss, they look good. They've delivered on what they were supposed to do. And that's our job. Let's make them look like rock stars. 100%. Couldn't agree more. So if I was, I think we're probably coming up for around time. So if I was to summarize, we, we've kind of gone about things in a, in a funny order but the first thing i'd say is that when you're looking at your strategy whether you're doing it as an annual exercise or a quarterly one the first thing is an attitudinal one which is that it's actually okay you know to do okay it's also okay you know i mean everyone's in different spaces right now but you need to go into this perspective with how can i help people and also how can i build my business off the back of that you know there's there's some strategic things i love the way that rich thinks about this like having uh, quarterly reviews um and then sort of a, a more a, a larger one every six months, but then also sort of building that into the team. That really makes sense. And then we've also spoken about some trends, so humanizing uh, either via social media or just in general, but then also in speed. So hopefully that's sort of like a, a nice little summary of, of what we've spoken about. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's a really, really interesting time. I think for the most part, every fundamental of marketing holds true you know you 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 look after people uh you provide a a solution to a problem you communicate it well it doesn't matter whether you're in covid or not you know if you can do that consistently with the right message then uh i think we'll be okay and let's be honest mate like yes it's tough i'm not downplaying that at all but like i said at the beginning in the first lockdown it's an exciting time to be a marketer because this is i mean it's it's all hands on deck it's like backs to the wall type stuff where like there is elements of fighting for survival and like people are open to trying new things yeah budgets are drying up but good marketing doesn't necessarily require more budget so like as as a marketer there is an opportunity to like do some cool and exciting stuff like be a bit different because 
eight, uh, like, I mean, we're going to have to be. I mean, the only the only space that is going to find it really, really tough is like the, the direct mail to like if you're sending it to offices. But even that, we've talked about this previously, there's, there's ways around it. But I think as marketers, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's shit. We're locked in houses and like whatever. But actually, there's a lot of exciting stuff that could be happening as well. We got this. We got it. You know? <laughs> so I think that kind of wraps us up nicely, Joe. Yeah, nice one. Enjoyed that. And do you know what we've not asked or kind of uh, pleaded for in a while is a five-star review. I think we missed it, like asking for that the last couple of times. Um, and this is probably going out after our first ever summit. So for those of you that joined us, um, thanks for coming. I'm sure it was amazing <laughs> and you learned lots. <laughs> that thing that happened was in- incredible. I never expected that to happen. Those of you who didn't come, best, best digital summit that ever happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, you, you, missed, you missed the treat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so in, in response, we would love to see you guys give us a five-star review on iTunes or any of the platforms that you're listening to us on because it does make a huge difference to us and we will respond to any of the comments that you guys leave because it's either that or Joe's mum. Hi, Joe's mum. Just found out she does actually listen. Um, I told Rich that my mum listens now, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, um, thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 